Facebook, Facebook WhatsApp, Instagram, Instagram, Telegram, Telegram Twitter, Twitter, LinkedIn, LinkedIn YouTube, YouTube, WeChat, shoot, we all chat, we all chat all, all the time. time. All this and more on what social media should you be using for your business this year here on the Fearless Millionaire Podcast. Still haven't closed a deal yet in your real estate business? Not even once. Then you have found the right place. You're a lifesaver. This is the Fearless Millionaire Podcast, where you can gain clarity, confidence, cash flow, and build your business the right way from the inside out. Here's your fearless leader, Nathan Amaral. Just recently, I was speaking at the Millennial Summit here in Uganda, Africa, and one of the biggest things that a lot of people were talking about was social media, social media in everyday life, social media in the workplace, and also social media for business. The common question that we heard the most is, should millennials be on social media in the workplace? Should I be on social media for business? Is social media even good for business? These were the common questions that came up, and today I want to share some really powerful things with you, some also news. Let's kick it off with news because this is um, this really impacts social media as a whole. So on April 2nd, Google Plus will actually be shutting down uh, completely. So actually, if you have a Google Plus account, you better go export all your data if you have any data, videos, or anything that you want from it, take it down. It was just a few years ago, I remember some experts and gurus, let's just call them gurus, I don't wanna even call them experts, I'm just gonna say great marketing gurus. We're actually promoting heavily selling courses and programs and coaching programs on how to build their business on Google+. Now with this, the whole platform, what that means is they were spending all this time, all this energy on a social media platform that they had zero control over. And that's actually true with all of the social media accounts because you really don't own it. So they're in control. They're in control of what you can and can't post. And and, and I just actually heard, literally I'm in a, I was in a Facebook group and uh, it's a community of marketers. And this, this gal was mentioning how she has 5,000 Facebook friends and 25,000 followers on her business page. And immediately Facebook just deleted her account, shut it all down, deleted her Facebook business page and her personal page. And what she didn't realize is that Facebook doesn't allow anymore, anymore, doesn't allow you to have an exorbitant amount of personal friends and promote your business page on your personal page. They want complete separation. They want you, if you're gonna have your personal life, you have your personal life. And if you're gonna have your business life, you have your business life, but don't intermingle the two. So don't promote things on your personal page over to your business. Now, if you do this on a high level, um, it's gonna get noticed by Facebook and they will shut you down. However, if you're, it's just small and you're starting out, you might not get noticed, but don't even waste your time trying. And the point of all this is that you are using their platform to help yourself benefit. And there's a lot of benefits to using social media. Today, we're seeing time after time, so many people build up their business, sell a product, launch a product, build up their service business, all using the power of social media. I was just watching an episode of Shark Tank yesterday. There was a young boy, he was 13 years old, and he built he, he built a product, he sold a product all through social media. And you know, he didn't get a deal or anything, but he had made a little over $300,000 from his product and he was growing it from there, but all from social media. 
And these are really good things, don't get me wrong. Social media has, has a powerful tool. And heck, I remember if it wasn't for social media, I would have never reconnected with my wife. Uh, well, she was my friend at the time, but I would never have gotten married through, uh, you know, to my good friend from many years ago. And uh, if it wasn't for Facebook, right? So social media has a lot of positives and there's a lot of negatives. So today I'm going to focus a little bit on the negative side of it and how it can impact your life and in your business. I'm also going to give you some tools that you can use for your business and your life. And also, most importantly, of what can we do to maximize our efforts on this platform, on these platforms. So there is many. Now, Google Plus is out the door, and there's probably a few more. I, I will share a little bit of my personal experience um, as well with you and what I decided to do because I realized that this social media stuff was just taking up too much time. And I think it's gotten worse, and we're seeing some, you know, some reports come out by some great research companies and how distracting uh, this social media can be, especially in the workplace. And you know, today with the most latest smartphones, whether it's uh, you know any Samsung or HTC or iPhone or something like that, you can actually look at your screen time. A few years ago, I was using uh, an app called Rescue Time, which I highly recommend, by the way. I highly recommend you check out rescuetime.com. You can use this time tracking software both for your computer and for your phone. You might not need it so much for your phone these days because of screen time and the phone will actually tell you, but for your desktop, it's a great feature where it will tell you exactly how much time you've spent on certain websites or certain categories of work. So let's say uh, you were spending a bunch of time on email. So it will break that down into a category and you get to decide, is it business or is it pleasure? You know, is it just fun? Like for example, YouTube, some people use a lot of YouTube for business, for income. Other people just use it for, you know, fun, for leisure. Uh, to watch, you know, funny videos of cats, <laughs> you know? But um, so you get to decide within the software of what's good and what's not good, what's beneficial. Uh, and at the end of the week, it sends you a weekly report, which is really nice. So you can actually see where your time goes. And that's the most powerful part is awareness. Sometimes we just live our life every day and we are really not aware of where our moments go, where our minutes go when those minutes turn into hours. I remember just literally about a year ago, I remember there was one weekend I was really sick. I had the flu for about a weekend and I looked at um, my, I think I looked at into the, sc the screen time of YouTube and I was sick. I was in bed. I wasn't doing anything. So I was just watching YouTube and I remember I looked at it and it said like 19 hours uh, th this week and I was like, oh my gosh, 19 hours? Where did it go? Now, of course, I was just sick in bed and, and I didn't want to do anything. You know, those moments where you're just like, leave me alone type of thing. <laughs> so it was like that. I couldn't go to work, couldn't really jump out of bed or anything. But anyway, 19 hours, that's a long time, right? I mean, think about it. If you were to think to yourself, what am I going to do? If I had an extra 19 hours in my life, what would I get done? And sometimes we don't really look at that. And time is the only thing that we can't get back. So most importantly, I respect your time. By the way, I respect your time of you listening to this podcast. That's why I try to give you not only real life examples, but real life tools that you can use to help you save time, you know, to gain clarity, to build confidence and get cash flow to help you build and maximize your life. And clarity, I think, is one of the biggest time savers. I think clarity alone will save you moments, minutes, weeks, months, and years of times. How many times have you felt like you were just running around in circles, 
you know, and trying to figure out what you were going to do or what market you were going to get started in and how you were going to submit your first real estate offer, all that kind of stuff. Think of how much time that took. Think how much time maybe you've wasted or procrastinated and not really dived into your business. So I'm here and respecting your time, wanting to give you some tools that you can use in your life. And I wouldn't share anything with you that I'm not personally using or have experience with. So rescuetime.com is an app that I currently use. It's actually running on my computer right now. I can see it in the background. It just runs simultaneously, like every day, all night on your computer whenever you open it up. And at the end of the week, it'll just let you know, uh, send your email, your report. And I like looking at that because now I become aware. I remember... Maybe about eight years ago, I used to travel and work for my boss, who today is my good friend, David Lindahl. He owns about a little over 8,000 apartment units. Really nice guy. He's done a lot of stuff in his life, and I used to travel around the world with him. Well, anyway, when we were um, at an event, I remember Dave was on a panel. And there was a, it was like a Q&A panel and people could come up to the microphone and ask questions. And this gentleman came up to Dave and he said, hey, this message is for Dave. And he said, Dave, you know, you're building such a huge portfolio. You're doing a bunch of stuff. You're here, you're there, you're doing a bunch of stuff. He's like, but, you know, I see you on social media. How do you manage your social media? And you know what Dave said? Dave said, I don't even know my passwords to my social media. And when I heard that, I was like, I, like I knew it. Like I knew Dave didn't spend time because I, I used to be in his office and I used to see the marketing manager and all that. But when he said he didn't even know the passwords, I was like, whoa, that just made it so much more realistic that he didn't even spend time. And he continued and said that he didn't spend time on things that wasn't in his specialty. Like he knows about social media, but he didn't spend time in it because he knew that's not where his time was best spent. That's not where he was going to get the highest return of his time. After I heard him say that, I immediately started cutting some social medias out of my life. Now, back then, I deleted MySpace. That's how old and how many years ago this was. So I immediately deleted my MySpace account. I was like, I'm done with this. Actually, I don't even know if MySpace still exists. But that at the time for me was something that was active in my life when I used to be pretty, pretty involved in the music business and production, music production and everything. So I deleted my MySpace account and I said, I need to really analyze this. Okay, if I speed up five years ago, um, I literally started, I think on 2016, on this journey of going digital. You've probably heard me talk about this before or seen some videos on their YouTube channel about me going digital. And that what that meant for me was taking all the books. I had over 2,000 hardcover and softcover books and I <laughs> sold them, donated them, gave some away. And I transferred a lot of that into audiobooks. Also, digital um, notes. I made all my paper physical notes. I had 16 binders and books and notepads, yellow notepads of books, and I had them all scanned and now they're all cloud-based. And I went completely note digital. I was even scanning some business cards today. Some two guys handed me two business cards and I literally scanned them into my full contact app and I passed the cards back to them. They're like, what are you doing? And I said, no, I already put your cards in my contact management system and it's going to get updated in there. And they started laughing like, that's amazing. So there's a lot of things I've done over the past few years just to go completely digital, even with music. And I, I always remember I was the first one of my friends to actually stop buying audio CDs, like music CDs years ago. And I was the first one of my friends to have an account called Rhapsody, rhapsody.com. And it was a $10 a month subscription service. And my friends thought I was crazy. They're like, you're paying for music every month? Now today it's like absolutely normal. But years ago, I was the first of my friends. And, um, and it was just something I knew that was 
that was there. And so I, I had eliminated a lot of the things around my life, went downsized a lot of stuff, and I did the same thing digitally, especially with social media. Just back in 2017, I deleted a few more accounts. For example, I personally deleted my Google Plus account. Thank God, I was already out of that, even though they're expiring and closing it down just this in the next uh, week, a week from now. So they got that closing down. So I stopped posting on Google Plus. I deleted my from my phone. I deleted it on online, and I just deleted all that. And I was just like, I'm not using it. Then I went move forward, and I deleted my WeChat. I had WeChat for a while, which is not too common in the West, but it's more common in the East, uh, Eastern parts of the world, especially in China. So I had a WeChat. I deleted that. I wasn't using it. I was typically using these apps probably five to ten percent of the time. So I said, Hey, I'm not using it. Get rid of it. So I deleted those two. Then I deleted LinkedIn. And you know, and I went back and forth with LinkedIn. I said, okay, you know, I should keep it because I'm a professional and I can you know, potentially get clients out of it, all this stuff. Well, guess how many clients I got out of, of LinkedIn? Zero. Now, I'm not saying that people can't get clients off, off LinkedIn or build relationships. I think LinkedIn is great if you're in the corporate world or if you're actively, progressively using it to network and build relationships. I'm not saying it's bad, but what you have to identify with is where is your market? If you are just using social media for friends and family, then hey, pick any social media you want. What we're talking about here is business. So when it comes to business and you're trying to gain more business out of social media, reach your audience, expand your reach, gain prospects, turn prospects into paying customers. If that's your goal, then you really have to focus on where your audience is at. My audience was not on LinkedIn. Deleted, got it done and over with, gone, don't have it. Another app I used to have was Flickr. Deleted, got rid of that. Um, Tumblr, I had a Tumblr account. Got rid of it, deleted. You know, I, I, a lot of these times too, let, let me explain something. I never use these always to the maximum. I would have it, I would test it out, try it out, see if I liked it. And most of the time I just had the accounts but never really did anything with it just to kind of test it out. But then back in 2016, actually 2017, I said, I just gotta start deleting and really get focused in on just a few apps. And that's where I'm coming to. So. I shared the same thing like I'm sharing with you today. I shared these same strategies that I did with uh, the Millennial Summit that I just taught at um, that I'm, I'm telling you the same thing. So I went on like this social media challenge and I challenge you actually to try the same thing. That challenge is simply this. Reduce the amount of apps you have on your phone and see how you do with living without it, okay? Now there's two approaches to this, okay? And I'm gonna share both approaches and you can pick the one that you like to do for this social media challenge. The first approach is delete all the apps off your phone and load only the ones that matter the most. Now, I, I don't mean every app, just all social media apps, by the way, okay? I know there's some apps you're gonna need, like whatever, you need to check your email and all that stuff, but what I'd recommend, hey, you could do that too. There was a time I deleted my email app off my phone to also. So what I recommend you do is, um, you could either one, you could delete all the social media apps from your phone like that, just one clean swipe, or you could do it the other way, which is the approach that I like. And that approach has been where I look at the app and I say, okay, when was the last time I touched this app? When was the last time I utilized this app? When was the last time that I, did I gain a client from this app? Um, how many clients have I gained from this app? Am I using it, its marketing potential, right? So I, I ask myself a few of those questions. That's what you need to do. Ask yourself a few of those questions. So I've narrowed it down personally 
basically to, I'm down to like three. Um, and I'm really kind of narrowing it down a few, even a few more. So one of the things that I, one of the bigger ones that are in the limbo right now for me is Twitter. Twitter, I had a Twitter account since it came out. Um, do I utilize it that much? Not really. Please don't go follow me on Twitter. <laughs> um, you know, I don't really use it that much. And honestly, the, one of the main reasons why I still have a Twitter account, because I've never really, I've heard people who followed me and got to know me through there, but we our, our client base really hasn't come through Twitter. Um, and one of the reasons why I've kept it is because many of the companies these days, for example, for example Delta Airlines, um, I could go on and on. Many companies, Marriott, that if we need chat support or help support, they're only on Twitter, which kind of stinks, right? Because I really need to chat with somebody. <laughs> um, and they use, usually use Twitter as the resource. Um, and so one thing I did was I deleted, deleted Twitter from my phone so it wouldn't take up space on my phone. I just didn't want it there anymore. So we've narrowed it down just to a few. We actually narrowed it down to Facebook business uh, pages. So the app would be the Facebook page app, not the personal app, but more of the business page app because we run our Facebook businesses uh, pages through there. So that's our primary app for us. Not many people have that app. Most people have the Facebook app that everybody pretty much uses, but I primarily use the Facebook pages app. I really care about my clients, my prospects. So I want to spend most of my time with them and not checking out everybody else's opinions and all that on Facebook. Now, let's let's just dive for just a few minutes on Facebook. There's there's a technique that I did a few years ago, probably 2017. I had my assistant go into my Facebook account. And this was my personal Facebook account. I had about like 4,000 friends, okay? Most of those people I never even talked to. And one thing I did was I said to my assistant, I want you to unfriend everyone. Just go in there, unfriend everyone. So that's what she did. She unfriended everyone up until about 30 people. And 30 people is like the minimum you can have if you're uh, cleaning up your Facebook account, okay? So I had 30 people left and then I said to myself, all right, I'm just gonna add people slowly uh, over the course of time and I'm not gonna accept every friend request. If they wanna like or follow me, they can like one of my business pages, right? That's what they can do and uh, that's how we can stay in touch. That's how we can communicate. Then the other thing I, uh, I did was, which was a strategy that I, I didn't know existed on Facebook, is cleaning up the newsfeed. I remember back in 2018, I started getting like really like angry and depressed in a way. And there's actually studies out now where people are finding, I actually just saw an article yesterday that through, uh, I think it was Pew Research, that uh, the United States is the most unhappiest country now uh, in the world, is that is that a case? It's like, or it dropped down in points or something like that on the happiness index. I mean, I don't know, just all kinds of stuff. And um, and so one of the things I said, I was getting so upset and like angry sometimes at people's posts. I was like, why do they do that? What's that about? And then I found myself just getting all weird about, you know, or I chime in on certain comments. I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm literally wasting time talking about nonsense, you know, and. Um, and one of the, and I know some people would disagree. They're like, oh, this is a great way to collaborate and move the world forward and all that. But I just found that a lot of people or things that I'd look at would go against maybe my personal beliefs and maybe I was trying to convince someone to go elsewhere or maybe I was like questioning people's thoughts, just stuff like that. It was like all over the place. So one thing I discovered, which is the unfollow button. There's a following and every time you add a friend, by the way, it automatically follows someone. What that means is you're naturally gonna start seeing their posts in your newsfeed. 
naturally. It just happens automatically. So every time I add a friend, I immediately unfollow them. There's friending and then there's following or unfollowing. So I'll be a friend and then I will unfollow that person because I don't want to see their posts in my newsfeed. So that's something I personally do. The only things I see in my newsfeed is really just two groups. One is a marketing group that I'm a part of and one is my client, the fearless millionaire community group. That's it. That's all I need to see. That's all I care about. The fearless millionaire community group and a marketing group. That's it. And that's where my focus is, right? So I've really narrowed it down just to those two resources. Then I've also narrowed down some other apps. That's what I've done with Facebook, but I will share with you. I've also narrowed down my other apps really to just like three primaries. Uh, YouTube is a primary because we have a YouTube channel. That's where I know my clients go. They search for things. They are looking for information. We want to expand our reach with video marketing. So we still have our YouTube channel and I don't think that's going to go anyway anytime soon. Uh, great platform, by the way. And then we also still connect with, like I said, Facebook business pages, uh, Instagram. And other than that, that's about it for social media. Now, I do have some chat apps, which is like, you know, this is the Facebook Messenger app. There's um, these are just messenger apps, WhatsApp and Telegram. And I think, well, that WeChat was one of them, but we got rid of WeChat. So we've, we, we have a few messenger apps, which we are reducing as well. Um, and our goal in the next few weeks is just to kind of move out all the messages that are really important, um, delete, 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 and get it off. So that's my approach. Again, what I've said is my, the approach I took, instead of wiping them all away, is I've looked at the app and I said, okay, what are we doing? Are we getting the most out of it? How often do we touch it? How often do we get a prospect? How often do we get a customer? And really just narrow that down just to a few mediums. Try to get down to two and I would highly recommend YouTube being one of them in your business because I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're buying property. I don't care if you're selling property. Um, it doesn't matter uh, how you're operating in your real estate business. You're going to need YouTube for a platform at some point. You may want to showcase properties, do walkthroughs. Well, YouTube is a great platform to do that. Video marketing is the future of Mark. I don't I can't even say the future anymore. I can't even say it. I used to say that like 10 years ago, like YouTube is the future of marketing and video marketing is everything. No, it is. It has been and it's going to be continually to like the, the amount of market share and user saturation in uh, video marketing is is endless. It is literally endless. So it's just going to keep ticking up year after year after year. So you if you are not and your business is not on YouTube, you should be because it is a platform and a platform that is growing and also becoming with more possibilities and features that some of the other uh, apps are already doing. I know there's a, there's a big thing out there with uh, stories or highlights and stories right now is a thing that's trending. Uh, oh, by the way, I didn't even mention Snapchat. I forgot. Snapchat was really big. But I used Snapchat for like 10 minutes and then I deleted the account and I checked it out um, and we don't have Snapchat. So, But Stories was a big thing that has come and grown and it's now on Facebook, it's now on Instagram and all that. So now uh, also YouTube recently started slowly opening up Stories to their biggest um, their biggest creators and now they are expanding it across the platform to everyone. And that's another powerful tool that helps to eliminate uh, what you're doing in in. In your, in your business kind of reduces that. So there is a great 
article that I was pulling up earlier uh, earlier this week just because I was coming out of the Millennial Summit and everything just takes a lot of time when it comes to social media. Actually, even my sister sent me a message yesterday saying, hey, is there a place that I, is there a software, a tool that, that I can post once and it goes to all of my social media accounts? And I said, yeah, and I wanna share that same app with you just like I shared at the Millennial Summit and it's called Buffer.com. So that's B-U-F-F-E-R, Buffer.com. You can check it out right on their website. They also have a mobile app and uh, you can do that through there as well. Uh, but yeah, it's a great app. It's very simple. It's B-U-F-F-E-R.com. Uh, now there is a free version and there is a paid version to this app. Uh, let me just check the pricing for you. Still see, uh, they also have a, uh, a buffer for business as well. Uh, and I don't really know exactly. Oh, there it is, the, the business, oh, different accounts. That's if you want to become, let's say, a social media manager. Um, but the basic free account allows you to plug in three social media accounts, gives you one user. You can do 10 posts. You can connect it to Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not Pinterest. That's Instagram. Uh, and, oh, they also have a Facebook Excuse me, they also have a Pinterest if you're on the pro plan, which starts at $15 a month. And they have extensions, calendars, a whole bunch of stuff. This is probably, I've tested quite a few of uh, these social media apps, these social media distribution apps. And, um, and I tested it years ago and I, I used to be a, a member of Buffer. Uh, but one of the things I realized, which I don't, condone this anymore. <laughs> this is why I pulled out of Buffer and I don't use it anymore is because I was using Buffer and I would have like 10 accounts connected. I'd have like, or it was like eight or 10 social media accounts connected. Well, I realized that we don't need to be on social media platform. We don't need to. We just need to be on the ones that we know we're gonna use, the ones we're gonna market on, advertise on, and really hone in on our target audience. And, and this conversation is not even about target marketing or pay-per-click marketing or SEO marketing. We're just talking social media marketing, which in essence can be mostly free and then there's some paid aspects to it, uh, whether it's through Facebook or through YouTube. However, we just really got honed in and focused. We got clear, really, really clear on where is our target audience. So personally in our companies, we don't use so social media um, management softwares anymore. We don't, we don't broadcast to like five or more different platforms. We just really wanna know where our clients' eyeballs go <laughs> primarily. And that's it. And we know the majority, like in one of our companies, they don't even use social media that much. It's, it's incredible. Like a, a lot of our, our clients in a certain niche don't use social media. They're an older generation and they don't use it that much. It's not their primary go-to. Then we have another generation. We have a product that's actually geared towards millennials. So we know what platform we need to be on for that product, right? And then we also offer a service. We know what platform people go looking for this service and they typically search Google and they go searching on Google for that particular service. So we market through Google. So with all that said, what really matters is not, have, not having a, a bunch of social media accounts, that's not gonna get you anywhere. What, what's really gonna get you somewhere is complete clarity of first who your audience is and exactly what your offer is to those people. And that's the most important part. That's actually where you get the most results. So what I encourage you to do is really look at, it's that challenge, really look at where is your audience. 
Are they on Pinterest? Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or YouTube? Whatever it is that your clients are on, then you need to be in that arena. You need to be in those circles. You need to be marketing in those groups. Narrow it down. Stop spending all your time trying to be everywhere and everywhere. What is it? All the time everywhere? Yeah. Try not try not to do that because it just creates a lot of headaches and, you know, you know, distraction. It can be so distracting. Okay, one last tip I want to give you before we end this episode because we talked about at the Millennial Summit, we talked about distraction and time wasting and how social media can be a big time sucker. I'll tell you this, there's something I've done on my phone which I highly recommend and it's shutting off notifications. Now, I'm not just talking about clicking off the little button and so it goes on vibrate, no, no, no. I'm actually talking about completely killing notifications where you go into the settings, you go under notifications and then you start clicking off, you start toggling off all the apps that are going to send you a notification. I literally only have two notifications on from social media. And one is from a messaging app and two is from like FaceTime or something like that where someone's gonna call me, right? So if you really wanna get a hold of me quickly, it's through a phone call, right? That's primarily, if there was an emergency, it's through a phone call Um, and that's it. And anything else is just, I'll get to it later or at that scheduled time that I have or downtime, right? So that is something that I've done in my life and it's it's helped me to avoid the what I call ping and ding syndrome. That means every time your phone pings and dings, you go reach for it, you pick it up out of your pocket, you go look at it and you see who's messaging what and all that kind of stuff. And that actually becomes a habit it, very quickly in our life those that habit of constantly picking up the phone and checking our messages and all that stuff just is a time waste. So I, I've become mindful of that and I just encourage you to try out the social media challenge. Test out some of the things. Let me know what you think. Share your comments. I want to hear from you. Send in your comments. Shoot an email over to us. Let us know if you've tried this social media challenge and how it's impacted your life and your business would love to hear about it. Um, we got some great feedback from the Millennial Summit. And just even after I spoke, I even had a, like two guys come up to me and say, hey, we deleted a few apps from our phone right while you were speaking. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, so they tried the, the social, media, uh, social media challenge right away. So I encourage you to try it also and see what happens in your life. And most importantly, gain more clarity by realizing where are your targets eyeballs going? Where is their attention? And kind of be in that same area with your offers so that you can turn suspects to prospects, prospects to paying customers, and you can create more cash flow into your business. I always love, this is probably one of the most of my favorite parts about this business is podcasting and being able to share with you tips and strategies to help you grow your business and increase your life, to help you gain clarity, to help you build a little bit more confidence and that will turn into cash flow. Thanks so much for joining in on this episode. This is the Fearless Millionaire Podcast where we help you, investors like us, build and grow their business from the inside out. I'll see you next time.